You are listening to the Do Good Podcast, where our goal is to align anyone working to create something meaningful in the world, bringing together those in business, the arts, technology, social impact, and so much more to benefit and create win-wins from our diverse expertise and experience. And most importantly, feel a shared mission, feel a camaraderie being a guest or a listener towards improving the world around us and the quality of our lives. Very soon, you're going to hear my conversation with Matt Woodburn and Sarah Newcomb, founders at ESP Presents and Exchange 312. ESP is a boutique event production company based in Chicago, and they've long had the dream of owning a space they could call their own, which has become Exchange 312, a personalized venue to exchange new ideas and inspire conversations. We talked about best practices for running events and what having great event spaces means for helping Chicago entrepreneurs push their ideas forward. Let's get right into it. So excited to be here today with the founders of Exchange 312 and formerly, did, did you guys run ESP events? We still own it. Oh, okay. So it's still, started it's both, still both at the same time. Yeah. Both at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this changes things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and going mm-hmm. strong, by the way. So. And still going strong. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can just kick this off by how about you tell me a like simple description of both ESP and Exchange? Sure. Right. So, Matt and I started ESP Presents in 2014. Uh, so, we just celebrated our five year anniversary. Woo woo. Thank you. Uh, ESP stands for Experience, Strategy, and Purpose. And when we created the company, we sort of did it out of a need to fulfill a demand that was coming from previous clients of ours. We focus on nonprofit events as well as brand launches, especially in like the lifestyle sort of space. So we work with clients ranging from Lululemon and Airbnb to some very large Chicago charities, including NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, the Primo Center for Women and Children, and a handful of others. So we have a team of seven and we create experiences all over the city that do good and do well. No pun intended. Hey, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Exchange 312 is an extension of our brand, ESP Presents, uh, and the home, the headquarters. I identified about a year ago that we wanted to expand. We needed to expand. Um, so it was time for us to grow. We wanted a place that we could house the team and host events. Uh, Exchange 312 is uh, a high-end, intimate event space. And I said that the HQ of ESP Presents uh, located in Wicker Park. So Exchange is a direct extension of ESP. Correct. That's a great yeah, way to say absolutely. it. Absolutely. We built it mm-hmm. as sort of a twofold. It was an amenity to what we're already offering. So we'll continue to produce events all over the city in large style venues, but we wanted to be. Now you have that. your own venue. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And something that's a little bit smaller. But for us, it really just became an outlet to uh, extend the hospitality yeah. that we love so much when we work with clients. Something that you can curate as personally as you want it to be. And there's no interference with that. Absolutely. Yeah, this well gives said. us a chance to like host our community our way in our space. So, so you guys are the 
people who understand events. Yeah, and, and creating experiences. <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> Ex- experience architects yeah. was uh, something we had on our first business card, and some people really? didn't get it, but we really love that term, and that's what, that's what we love to do. It's at the core of it is creating experiences for people. If you could tell me a little bit about some of what you think are the key learnings over these years that you've been working in the event space. Mm-hmm. I think there's sort of twofold there. Matt and I are driven by hospitality. We want to take care of every person and everything as it relates to an event. So from the moment that a guest is greeted by the valet company to the moment that they sit down at their table to the minute that they leave the space, their entire experience is really centered around being taken care of and and feeling important and a part of something. And then, uh, as Sarah said, that's the guest side. We also take into you know into the equation the logistics side of the of that, which is all the vendors and what's easy for them. You know, mm-hmm. is a ground floor load in the easiest? You know, if you're on the second floor elevator, how about power? How about mm-hmm. places to cook? How about places to prep? Places to store? All that behind the scenes stuff um, informs us as well, and that's. Mm-hmm. Right, and think it through all the worst case scenarios. What are some of the worst case scenarios? <laughs> well, like so, so, second floor venue with no elevator. Yeah, that's uh-huh. a bad that's one. happened before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It mm-hmm. still happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you have to prepare, right? So yeah. then, if you know that's the only uh, situation, every stone needs to be unturned. Yeah, and the power situation—that's <laughs> always something that we're aware of. Um, and, and just flow through the space. How are the guests going to interact with this l- narrow entryway? Just asking all the questions of every person and I would say to sort of go back to your question now is it's like we have found the greatest success by relying on experts to do what they're meant to be doing the caterers that we work with they they have our absolute trust because we know that they'll take out the trash they'll leave their space better than it was there when you know they found it they'll really working with other partners who feel that what they're doing they're the best at. I'm starting to hear some consistent points of like making sure that people feel super comfortable and whatever they need access to is convenient to get once they're at the event. Yeah. What are other things that make an event work? I think it just goes back to being a detective and being able to um, prepare for the unexpected. So Mm. making sure that you've asked all the questions that you can ask in advance, making sure that you have really detailed timelines, making sure that you have everybody's cell phone number because day of you don't want to have to be looking through an email to find you know, a contact. You want to have everything right in front of you and very easy at your hands because um, things can change at the blink of an eye. What was the question again, Matt? Like specifically? <laughs> yeah. what, what are some things that uh, make an event work as best as possible for preparing in advance? Well, that's the guest side. I I think it's true coordination of experts in their field. When they build a house, there's not a bunch of people that have done this once or never before building this. Every person, every trade has to count on the other trade knowing that they're doing their best. Yeah. Right. Or else you don't have a solid building at the end. So trusting in experts that are, are experts in their field, collaborating with them beforehand, Really making sure everyone's on the same page before the, the thing goes up uh, is the best way to ensure success. I'm a little bit curious to um, your guys' thoughts on your relationship with the broader ecosystem of innovators and creators in the city. How does having great event spaces make it easier for people to push their ideas forward? What are some things you've seen where you feel like, 
oh man, like this event that we just hosted, like that's contributing to like something greater. Yeah, I, I think um, I think you're onto something, right? If you can gather the right people in a room that inspires creativity, inspires collaboration, you're going to create beautiful music out of that room, right? And that's something that we believe in at our core, that feeding that ecosystem and being a part of that is very important. It's something that we've done all our career in, in connecting dots and connecting people. Like, you know, this guy's really good at that. He should meet this woman over here. And, and we sit back and watch what they create together. That's something that we get a lot of joy out of. So having great event space should only promote that more. You know, then we're contributing at, our, at the best level. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a test. It's one yeah, one. yeah. This, mm-hmm. this is right. not yeah. a test. It's not <laughs> a test. <laughs> so what do you think, kind of adding on to this idea, how do you think having better event spaces in general helps people, uh, Chicago innovators, take their ideas forward? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's interesting because we're at a point right now where it feels like there's so many spaces popping up, whether mm-hmm. they're co-working yeah, yeah. spaces or, um, you know, even I've seen individuals on, on certain um, home sharing platforms that I won't say out loud, but they're now suddenly <laughs> renting their popping homes as event yeah. spaces. And that kind of goes back to the point earlier about being kind of an expert in what you do. And I think that um, knowing what makes an event space tick is really important. But to sort of speak to the the culture that they're creating, I mean, there's so many different spaces now that are kind of geared towards different demographics. So people just need to find what they feel comfortable in. The sort of environment that you create within that space is is really where you can kind of showcase who you are as a person and a lot of noise out there so how do you figure out what makes sense to you yeah can we talk about this this we can uh, talk about anything you want (laughs) this trend (laughs) of a lot of new different spaces in general Mm -hmm. popping up everywhere what do you guys think why why is this happening more co-working spaces more event spaces people turning their other random vacant spaces into <laughs> yeah. like new uses? I, I think it all feeds into the rise of the DIY culture, rise of you know entrepreneurship as, as now in vogue. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, right? And I think the, that word collaboration and the whole um, sharing economy trend has been trending for a while now. So, right? so these spaces are speaking to all these trends coming together. You need place to gather people. You know, even just how Fortune 500 companies are changing you know, their office format to the open hot desk kind of format, they think contributing to productivity. I, I think it's great. I think it's, it's good and it's going to you know, hit a tipping point. And, and then I think things are going to go towards a refined mm. micro co-working segment where kind of exchange through into almost Lance, where it's highly curated um, to create a true community where people can bounce stuff off each other and work together and create a product that serves a shared uh, goal. Oh, I want to talk a little bit about um, business networking events because I go to and see a lot of these events. I'm not trying to roast anyone right now, <laughs> but a lot of them are very weird. Yeah. And feel, you, you are standing around and you just feel kind of strange. Yeah. You're like, who should I talk to? What are we really doing? They're like, yay, happy hour. Here, have mm-hmm. some food. Mm-hmm. Have some drinks. Um, this is our theme. And now I guess it's just supposed to happen. Yeah. And what are some simple ways you think that a lot of these networking events could improve themselves that make people feel more engaged, comfortable, 
Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say for starters, you know, I've been in Chicago now for about nine years. And prior to being in Chicago, I lived in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I love Boston, so no disrespect to all the Bostonians that are listening to this. But, you know, like in Chicago, even if the networking is a little bit loose, people aren't afraid to talk to you. And I think that that's a really nice thing about this city is that even if you're... Is that not the same? No. In Boston? No, no, no. In, in Boston, you would just go to an event and people sort of like stuck with their groups. And so it was really hard to expand beyond the people that you came with or expand out of your network. But my first weekend in Chicago, I'll never forget, nine years ago, two different people that introduced me to another three people. And they were just very kind and collaborative. And I think that that says a lot about the city that we live in, is that there is a lot of open collaboration. So it's And that kind of, felt foreign to you. You were like, whoa. I was so appreciative of it. Yeah. And it did feel foreign. Um, um, but, you know, now I think that a number of networking events have sort of um, uh, put themselves in, a, I guess, a category or a vertical per se. Like, you know, we have our event industry networking events. There's the design networking events. There's the startups. Like, they all sort of fall within their own category. And mm-hmm. I think what we're doing at Exchange 312 is we're hosting a biweekly program right now called Summer Hours. Where I know, Matt, you came on Friday. I did, hey. <laughs> uh, And we've only, you know, had it going now for about a month. But each week it's grown. The audience has grown slightly and, and organically. So we've gone from 20 to 30 to 40. And people are bringing people. Mm-hmm. And when you bring people, then you want to introduce the person that you're bringing to the people that you've met. And it becomes sort of this just like genuine and organic conversation that starts one day and then evolves because of energies around it. And that might sound a little like out there but i think that for us no no like, no it's very real <laughs> okay like energy <laughs> like, it brings people together right it does. i'm a big fan of the the like attracts like model yeah agree and i think the differentiating factor there is making key introductions right mm-hmm. authentic introductions so yeah make sure that's a part of your mission that night or what i used to love to do when i go to something that's bland like that find the one person that i do know and just ask them hey just introduce me to somebody just just random like let's see how it goes and 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 then vice versa you know find who you can find and just go at it try to put names to faces and and start a conversation you never know where you'll find common ground good tip so Wait, you mean that if I'm in an event, I find one person I know, maybe they don't know a lot of people, but I, but I just tell them, go up to some random person and introduce me. I'm not saying that doesn't work, but I'm like, I want to try this now, but I'm just thinking in my head, oh, hmm, You're like, hey, nice <laughs> to meet you. By the way, here's my friend. Yeah, that but, works. But I think it, it works. works. Yeah. It works. Even if it's just a five-minute conversation, you know, that person, you'll stick in their head for a little bit, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Whoa. Super quick intermission. If you're looking for a great website and brand identity that turns heads and converts, check out oheni.com. That's O-H-E-I-N-E.com to schedule a free consultation. Mention the Do Good Podcast and you will receive 10% off your first project. Oheni, by the way, designed the Do Good logo and icon. He's super cool and he'll do you right. Okay, right back to the podcast. What kind of brands do you guys enjoy collaborating with the most? Yeah, we, we try to follow the disruptor brands. We are excited about Airbnb, like what they're doing for their whole space. You know, they have this global plan that uh, is, is really unheard of. And we're going to 
all watch it unfold in the next couple of years. Airbnb's global master plan. <laughs> it's there. Um, you know, Lululemon's another one, which is great how they're, you know, people think they just sell clothes, but they really have this whole lifestyle. They promote more than they do the gear. Um, we think that's really neat and innovative. Both ESP Presents and Exchange, we, we love doing work with different nonprofits, like I mentioned. Um, sort of a, a mantra of our company is we do our job so you can do yours. You know, allow the, the brands and the organizations that we're working with to really focus on what they're best at and we come in and do what we're best at. Good people one. should people should say that. Where's <laughs> where's the can where's the can? What do you guys think makes an event meaningful or impactful? For me it's the aftermath. It's leaving that event mm, as a guest. Yeah. And be like, wow, that was so awesome. And if it's a charity event, I can't wait to come back next year with a table of my own and bring 10 of my friends. What did I experience as a guest in that amount of time that made me become a brand loyalist or be- made me become a new donor of an organization? Whatever I felt in that experience that I would take with me, that's what we aim to create and really um, expand on and, and perfect how people feel when they're in that event so that they want to walk away from it and then talk about it for the next year. Yeah, like Sarah said, that that whole feeling thing, it's really hard to capture that. But I think you know that night when you're in it, you can feel the energy in the room and just people are talking about it and talking about it in a certain way where you're like, okay, we did our job, we did it well because there's just so much positive energy coming out of people right now. You know, we always sit down as a team and powwow about you know, was it a win? How how do we feel? It's that kind of positive energy you pick up off of people that night. Absolutely, that yeah, goes yeah. into the goes into the win category. That's interesting because when I leave an event and I just feel more inspired or more energized, I have a better sense of direction, or I feel like now I know new people that I can reach out to. Yeah, it really is kind of that where I feel like a fresh start almost. Mm-hmm. It's, that's cool. <laughs> and tell me a little bit about the future of your guys' work, your plans, your hopes, your dreams. The big master plan. Oh, yeah, the master plan. What are you guys excited (laughs) (laughs) for ESP and Exchange? What are you guys excited about? Maybe trends in the event space that you feel like will be cool to be a part of or stuff that you guys want to do individually? Well, so I think that where we're at today, even doing this podcast, is a really exciting time for us. Oh, I mean, yeah. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, when Matt <laughs> <Me> and I... <laughs> thanks. When Matt and I started the company, you know, five years ago, we did everything by ourselves. You know, it wasn't meant to be like a full-fledged business. And after a year, you know, we had we had sort of engaged in a project or two, and we looked at the year ahead, and we had 20 events on our calendar. And we said, wow, we have to, it's time to mobilize and actually make something. And so five years in, the growth that we've experienced feels really uh, exciting. And it's something that I think that we forget to appreciate and we forget to sort of celebrate the wins because as business owners of multiple businesses at this point, you're always in the nitty gritty in the micro. And so right now, I personally feel really excited and grateful for the team that we have supporting us. We've expanded the amount of um, producers that we have on staff and freelancers. And over the last five years, we've really been able to delegate because we have an incredible group of talented people behind us every day growing and learning in their own ways that we can fully trust them to execute things that we would have done five years ago. I think the things that excite us are obviously growing the agency of ESP Presents and being able to handle more of the clients that we really get excited about and, and service them the best that we possibly can. And then Sarah and I are still 
inspired and excited about stuff in the hospitality segment. So event spaces or um, co-working spaces that need a new way to work to you know, maybe a, a hotel. So um, there, there's all this, uh, all this stuff swirling Whoa. around our heads. Yeah. <laughs> you Coming know. to you in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, wow. Not yeah. really. Yeah, Not it, really. But maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's kind of how we blend all those things together. And I think that's the exciting space for us. We don't know exactly where that's going to go, but we do see those worlds combining. What are you guys excited about in the near future? I'm, we're really no excited about next year. 2020 is going to be great. Involves multiple markets and some new areas that we haven't um, played in before. So that is probably as far as I've thought. All the people that say you need a five-year plan, forget mm. it. <laughs> yeah, I think three so is much good can enough. happen in yeah. five yeah. years. If, if yeah. Your mindset, right. what you value. Like, I don't it honestly understand feels like so much can happen in five days <laughs> yes. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's good to have a mission and goals and a roadmap. But five years ago... I don't think that I would have imagined us being in this position right now. Absolutely I not. sort of yeah, dreamed yeah. about it, but I don't think that I could have written down a true business plan for five-year growth to include quadrupling the size of our staff, opening up a 2,500-square-foot event space, and and uh, sometimes you have to create the business plan as you're going forward, yeah. mm-hmm. and you have to like just take all those learnings and you know, see what happens, and you don't always win. There's sometimes where you make a wrong decision, but it's how you recover. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, you can course correct. That's one good thing. Rather be <laughs> in action than, than you know, stagnant. be sitting around yeah, stagnant and, and it's full of keep regret. All your ducks in a yeah. row. Yeah, 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 I mean, you know, focus on something and go for it. Yeah. Give, it give it your all. If you make it, great. If you don't, There's then try again, reason. right? Yeah. There's a, there was but a reason learn. it didn't work out. Exactly. There's so much in to learn from being in action than just sitting back and yeah, on the absolutely. sidelines. That's kind of the way we do it. And that's, the same with our, our client work. You know, we've just, we get focused on it and we just go forward and try to produce the best that we can. Go after it with a vengeance. Vigor. Vigor. That's a good word. Better word. Vigor. <laughs> Relentlessness. Relentlessness. <laughs> well, yeah. because do good is so focused on trying to create a sense of camaraderie between guests and listeners towards this shared mission of, of improving our collective lives. I want to ask you guys, if there's anybody listening with whatever kind of work they're doing, who might you be interested or excited about collaborating with? Uh, It could be in any industry. It could be something very specific related to a goal you have that if somebody's listening and has that resource, you'd love them to reach out, so on and so forth. Do you want to start? (laughs) That's a tough question. It's like rubbing the genie uh, lamp, right? Yeah, what what yeah. do you say? You have to be careful about that. Okay, I'll just say this because we, <laughs> we, re- we recently watched um, the Studio 54 documentary. Oh and and uh, What's that? What's Studio 54 w- w- was a, you know what Studio probably the most, right? most I don't. famous oh nightclub in history. <laughs> it might be a little bit before your time, Matt. Clearly. <laughs> but... Okay, this is for those those that do know. Uh, Ian Schrager would be someone I would love to collaborate with, um, and and actually just get to sit, you know, co-pilot and and uh, watches how he works. So. And I would take Steve Rebell. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah you have to. <laughs> right. You have to go look okay. up Studio Fifty Four after yeah. this podcast. Right. <laughs> Talk they, about experience driven. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the thing that made this nightclub so revolutionary is just they were creating crazy experiences in a nightclub before 
that concept had had hit that. You know, I grew up dancing, mm-hmm. and dance to me has been like a passion of mine. I stopped when I graduated college and or when I graduated high school, and, and I I don't do it as frequently as I would like to. But you know, and when I'm out and after a few drinks, after zero drinks, like I just love to dance when there's good music. And recently, I don't want to go too far into detail at this point, but recently there's been a few organizations that have presented themselves to us that are looking for our support with a dance-focused end goal. Interesting. And I'm like so happy about it because that's actually something I put into the universe about a year ago, and I think we were doing an interview at the start of 2019. Ooh. And someone said, you know, what what genres would you like to be working in that you're not right now? And I actually said dance. And uh, without jinxing myself or the company, you know, I think there may be some opportunities to work in that space. Uh, and Collaborating with dance studios? Yeah, a more um, high-profile organizations okay, that are okay. looking to engage with the community and kind of raise their um, or reinvigorate like their brand awareness. Like performance groups? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, like the big companies that are out in, you know, the arts yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the big dance companies yeah. that ho- throw giant shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, cool. I I love the idea of um, working with them because being on stage is something that it gives you so much confidence and self awareness, and um, that's the push for for doing things. I think that for that drives me. It just being on stage as a performer gave me all the confidence to be able to make hard decisions now. So, and you are definitely the performer. That is that is true. That is my as, like personality. Yeah, I, the, I forget the name of that test, but my team got me maracas for my birthday last year because they say I like to. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She keeps us entertained. At the office, <laughs> you were on the office shaking no. the hey it, only ha- it only happened once, but yeah. it was the thought that counts, yeah. right? Maybe yeah, I'll they, bring them out tomorrow. They nailed your personality. Yeah. Well, how can people reach out? Sure, um, two ways. Um, www.esppresents.com is sort of our main event production company page. Obviously, our Instagrams are the same at esppresents and at exchange three one two. Um, both of those platforms, you can message us, and we love to hear from people. We love to hear feedback. We love new ideas. Um, we love anybody who's out there right now who's just looking to gain some experience and maybe learn a little bit more about the event industry. Um, we're happy to, you know, all intern applications being accepted now. <laughs> <laughs> nice applications club. being accepted that's, now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so. Come yeah. see us at Exchange. Yes. Yeah, go visit. Yeah. Go visit. You guys want to throw down the address or you can just... Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, 1714 West Division, just steps from the Division Blue Line. Um, Exchange 312. That's where in, we are. In Worker Park. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today. Thank you. I thank am you, uh, really happy we got to have this convo. I hope people get some insight, some knowledge. And I hope that uh, people reach out to you guys with hopefully some cool opportunities to collaborate. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the day. Thank, Thank you, Matt. We welcome that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you so much because every single listen counts. And if you know anyone who you think would benefit or might start taking action based on what you just heard, sharing is caring. Every time you share an episode, it really does push the needle forward for the Do Good collab so that we can push the envelope and continue to create a truly collaborative, cognitively diverse ecosystem of passionate people ready to do good. Tune in in five days.